Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. I'm Elliot Danko. It's now time for Why It Matters. And we're talking about EV adoption today. It's, well, clearly motivated by climate concerns. And of course, its value chain has uh, seen growing interest from consumers, governments, corporates and investors. Global electric vehicle sales are on an upward trajectory, setting new records and sparking optimism for a greener future for transportation. Now, charging infrastructure, of course, we see that constantly improving. Venture capital investments in the sector also develop trends, but the world, you know, as you see it shift towards sustainable mobility, the adoption of EVs in Asia is trailing behind. So that kind of prompts the question, is Asia prepared for this EV overhaul? Well, on the line with me is Jagnupati, who is a fund manager and investment specialist at Asian Development Bank Ventures. Jagnupati, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. Um, well, how are you? Very and good. Really nice to be on uh, Money FM. Thank you nice so much. You. Pretty good topic today, talking about the current EV landscape in Asia. I suppose, for starters, maybe you could give us your observation. Are we seeing any strong signs of significant growth for EV here in Asia? See, overall, if we look at the current EV landscape in Asia, as you might already know, it's largely driven by China at the moment. And there are multiple factors that have contributed to this, the primary in my mind being affordability. But also there are several other factors to work. One, that obviously EV has been a focus area for several years now and technology has had really time to evolve. Second, as you know, battery supply chain, which is a key cost component for any EV vehicle. I think that's been a competitive advantage in battery cell production as well, which has been another significant factor, in addition to policy and funding support as well. But I think there's also another important factor which is often not spoken about, which is the focus on actually creating fit-for-purpose solutions to resolve really unique operational challenges, both on manufacturing as well as customer adoption. And I think that is something which we are right now seeing some of these pieces fall into place for Southeast Asia. I think it hasn't happened in the past, but if you see the current ecosystem, the current both from a policy incentive standpoint, but also from new emerging players who are coming into this space, you're seeing that that is slowly getting addressed. Obviously, the key concerns in Southeast Asia continue to be affordability. It's, It's a big concern. There's also a increasing requirement of creating a local EV industry, EV supply chain industry there, which requires both policy and funding support. And obviously, the charging infrastructure is is a bit slow as well, the pace of development of that, which needs to catch up if you have to really get Southeast Asia up and ahead with the others. Okay. Um, By any chance, I want to do a bit of a comparison. First of all, which are the countries that are leading EV growth here in the region versus which are the top countries leading EV growth in the world? How far behind are we? So overall, if, if I look at just so globally, if you know China is leading, there's probably growth being in the high in terms of share of EVs for every new vehicle that's added. If you look at Singapore, I think that's already getting there. I think the percentage share of new EV cars currently is well in the 20s. If you look at some of the regional peers that are possibly lagging behind significantly, it's in single-digit shares. So that's where globally it stands. So if you look at some of the other Southeast Asian markets, and if you compare it with Singapore, or which is now getting there, or China, which is leading the pack, I think the difference is ranging between low single digits to the high 20s. And obviously, the Singapore ecosystem is quite unique and yeah. the enabling factors are different. But I think it's important that how the Singapore market will eventually extend its learnings and, and China as well around EV technology and operations to benefit other countries in the region and other Southeast Asian countries would be something to look out for. How much does government subsidies help? 
I think it does to a large extent, at least at least from an initial impetus perspective. It mm. obviously is a big positive, but in okay. itself, it's not sufficient. So you have to have other other things in place as well. But it is definitely a good starting point. Okay, talk a little bit about commercial fleets paving the way for EVs in Asia. How far does that go? So overall, you see, especially the case in South Southeast Asia, unlike yeah. in probably other parts of the world, the initial EV adoption is, is being driven by commercial fleets. And the dynamic of commercial fleet electrification is very different uh, as, as compared to passenger fleets. And the key sort of decision factors there are driven by cost and utility. You know, if you're comparing it with the passenger segment, you would also have additional factors such as the look and feel of the models, mm. whether there's sufficient access to charging, etc. But when you're looking at commercial fleets, you are basically, A, looking at how sensitive they are to cost considerations and what will be the, you know, the total operating expenditure or the total cost of ownership of the EV fleet and whether that allows for higher margin extraction. Also, in different markets, it's going to be different. So if you're looking at commercial fleets which are catering to a particular industry, their critical factors would be different from that. Say, for example, if you're looking at e-commerce, mm. delivery would, mm. would be quite different. But it's, it's quite, I think it's exciting times for commercial fleets because okay. if you look at the overall sort of ecosystem, if you are able to electrify commercial fleets, that goes a long way in terms of addressing yeah. emission costs. Yeah, actually, on, on the note of that, I mean, because I know you mentioned about policy, we talked about infrastructure as well, policy subsidy. Does a structure in the financing of such EVs need to come into play? How far can that go? Any opinion there? So we are actually increasingly seeing, and it's just a recently developing phenomena, at least in South Asia and maybe in, in India, and we're probably starting to see early signs of it emerging in some of the other markets. Okay. Financing is becoming a key factor in driving EV adoption, both for commercial fleets, which is becoming a very important factor, but also in certain cases for passenger fleets as well. Because at the end of the day, we need to make EVs affordable especially because I think the high upfront cost of ownership has been a sort of key factor which has probably decreased the, the pace of adoption for EVs going mm. forward. So mm. to that extent, we are seeing different sort of financing models evolve. There's direct financing by specialized players that's coming up. There's also more leasing models coming up. You know, There's more of an operating onus on uh, some of these players as compared to the commercial fleets that are managing it. So different models emerging, but we feel that going ahead, financing is going to be a key factor to increase adoption. Interesting. I like where this conversation is going because we talked about policy, we talked about financing. Now, if we were to zoom even wider, right, if let's say all of this is in place, could you touch on the correlation or is there a correlation between having an EV-friendly city and that being able to lure investors into it? I'm, I'm just thinking about Indonesia and their EV-friendly policies. Does that make more investment come in and ultimately everyone benefits? I think you make an interesting point. And going forward, I think a, there's an increasing sort of focus by investors as well in terms of how the EV transition looks like. And I think it's going to boost investments in Indonesia, given that there's been a recent change and a policy impetus to really boost that transition. And I think, yeah, and that's going to increase investments as what we envisage, also given that there's a highlighted focus on overall climate technologies. Right. I mean, it's interesting because we're talking about an industry that's evolving so quickly. I mean, one could even touch on how more investment needs to be put into the EV industry. But for you, Jagna, when you look at this entire broad picture, are there any emerging trends or, or perhaps technologies that you, you could see align with this? So there are two parallel shifts that are happening. One, okay. we see more in terms of 
tailoring solutions to the requirements of a particular country or industry. Mm, okay. So say, for example, we look at charging infrastructure in mm. certain commercial seats, especially when we look at two-wheelers in South Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. battery swapping probably works better, at least in the near term. So you're seeing an increased sort of focus on battery swapping. Similarly, we're looking at certain other emerging companies that are focusing or experimenting with different sort of size of battery packs. They're working on battery density, all with the idea of arriving at the optimal sort of utility versus price point. We're also seeing that there's new sort of developments in battery technology, and that is expected. I think the cost overall is probably expected to go down further. So that's something that we have also seen emerge in in some of these markets and new startups that are working in these areas. Mm, quite fascinating. I've been speaking with uh, Jagnupathi, who is fund manager and investment specialist at Asian Development Bank Ventures. Thank you so much for your time today. Take care and have a great Wednesday evening. Thank you so much. Lovely talking to you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.